Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So if you can imagine, there is a United States senator who's following through with what he promised to do. So I'll just repeat that. We have a senator in Washington, D.C. actually following through with the promises that he made to his voters and the American people. And that senator is Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. And the promises he's following through is the Department of Defense is now funding the travel of women and their family members, although they'll probably say, you know, men can do it too, right? Because now men are women, women are men or whatever. So a trans person, whatever. But they are funding women and their family members to get abortions, which violates federal law. But of course, they don't care about that because they don't follow the law or the Constitution or really care about anything that is just and right anymore. But Senator Tuberville said, you know what, if you do this, I'm going to hold up military nominations. And he's done just that. It's been at least six months that he's been doing this. He's been able to hold up 301 military nominations. And now, as a result of all that, he's under attack. The secretaries for the Navy, the Air Force, the Army all wrote an op-ed recently in the Washington Post calling him out, saying that he's dangerous, his hold is dangerous, that he's putting our national security at risk. So what's the truth? We're going to talk to Senator Tommy Tuberville, get his take on all this, why he's doing it, what's motivating him. And also we'll get his response to what the Biden administration is saying. All of that and more with United States Senator of Alabama, Tommy Tuberville. Well, Senator, it's great to have you on the show. Um, It's rare for people to actually do what they say they're going to do in Washington, D.C., but uh, you're you're actually following through on your promise. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, 
that's what I think. You know, I was elected by the people of Alabama, and we have our um, pretty much our agenda in the state that I ran on that the people agreed that voted for me. I won by what 25 percent. And so since I've been in D.C., I've I've been following their lead and been being their mouthpiece and and uh, trying to do what I said I was going to do and stand up for what's right. You know, and for those at home, so so you've basically been you know you've been holding up military nominations because the Department of Defense's new policy on abortions, basically paying for their travel, you know, funding paid leave for abortions for service members. You know, break this down for the people at home. You know, what exactly does this mean by holding up the military nominations and explain why you felt compelled to do this? Well, first of all, 60 percent of the people across the country, Democrat, Republican, and Independent, say they do not want any of their taxpayer money to pay for anything to do with abortion. And so it's pretty clear. And, of course, in our state of Alabama, we're, we're the same way. Taxpayer-funded abortions or anything to do with abortions, uh, they don't want that to happen. And it's really against the law. In 1985, Joe Biden and the Democrats voted for a policy for the military to have an abortions only by the three exceptions and uh, no taxpayer money involved. So it's been great for 30, 35 years. Well, after Roe Wade uh, went down, uh, the, the White House said, well, we can't control the states, but we can control federal employees. So they basically went to the veterans first and put abortion there, which had never been. I fought that. I lost. And then um, they changed with just a memo. So we're going to change the policy and we're not going to take it to the Senate or the House. We're just going to do it on our own. We, we know what's best for the American people. And they changed it to pretty much abortion at any time. A travel paid for by the taxpayers. Uh, I got wind of it. I told the Secretary of Defense, don't do this. Uh, if you want to do it, let's do it the right way. Send it over and let's vote on it. That's, where I, that's the reason we're here. This is a very controversial subject. Let's get a vote on this and pass it, pass it, it doesn't, it doesn't. I said, but if you do this without doing it the correct way through Congress, uh, I'm going to put a hold on your admirals and generals. Uh, I don't think he believed me. And now six months later, they're a little upset. And you've actually held to, to what you said, which, you know, at the beginning, I, I said that's a rare thing in Washington, D.C. I mean, as of late August, I saw there's 301 military nominations on hold, and including, you know, 14 positions, I guess, based in uh, California. But so you're actually doing this. I mean, you're following through with what you said you were going to do. And as a result, you, you said that you've been called a communist, a, a terrorist for doing this. Did, did you ever think there was a world where, where those words would be attached to your name, sir? Well, being a coach, I've been called almost everything, but it never got to that point. Uh, you know, I've been called an idiot and the several words that we can't, this is probably a family show we can't talk about, but, but I'm used to that. But when the Secretary of Navy, the Secretary of the Air Force, the Secretary of the Army just absolutely blast me for being a, a public servant, uh, which I'm trying to help our country become a better country. But instead of sitting down and calling me, which I know all of them, and get me on the phone, Coach, what are you doing? How can we work this out? I've not talked to one of them about this on the phone or in person. Uh they just, of course, they're, it's the company line from the White House. They come out and pretty much call me a terrorist and a communist. And I'm thinking, man, I've come a long way, you know, from coaching to this point. Uh, uh, how does this work? And uh, But, you know, that's the way this administration does it. They attack. They put their attack dogs on you. But those don't work on me. I've been called everything in the world. And 
I'm standing up for the people of this country and standing up for pro-life and, and, uh, you know, we'll see how this works out, but, uh, you know, they're running short on promotions. That's fine with me. To your point, I mean, the secretaries for the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, they all wrote an op-ed in Washington, the Washington Post calling you out, saying your hold was dangerous, that you're putting our national security at risk, you know, going on to attack you in this op-ed. Are you putting our, our country at risk? Well, first of all, I'm a military brat. My dad died on active duty and he landed in Normandy uh, or Utah Beach in World War II and drove a tank across Europe. He was... Uh, uh, he, he loved the military, stayed in it all of his life, uh, and there's nobody more of a proponent for our national security and military than I am, and uh, I'll stand up for them as much as I possibly can, uh, but first of all, admirals and generals are not, not our most important people in the military. It's the corporals, the, the sergeants, the lieutenants, the captains, the people actually do the work. You know, they don't ride around in black uh, SUVs and, and have their food catered and have a have an entourage and have a nice office in the Pentagon. These people actually do the readiness. And so that's who I'm standing up for. Uh, and, you know, it just goes to show you where these secretary of, of whoever they are, the Army, Navy, Air Force, standing up for admirals and generals. There's not one of these positions that are not unfilled. You don't leave your spot until somebody takes your position. So I've talked to some of the general and admirals that are already in those positions. They just hadn't got their promotions. They said, coach, you do what you need to do. We'll, we will take care of business here. And so uh, makes you feel good that people are actually saying, hey, you know, we're going to work. You know, y'all take care of the politics. And then politics is deep into our military right now. We're becoming more of a woke military every day. Uh, that's my next fight because uh, our military is not an equal opportunity employer. It should never be. Uh, we should take the best and brightest of people that want to do and protect our country and our allies, want to fight for our nation because they make a lot of money. It's a huge sacrifice to their families. And so we want to protect them to make sure they have everything possible and not have to worry about wokeism in the military. This seems just from a layman's perspective, seems to violate the Hyatt Amendment, seems to violate you know federal law. Has the Department of uh, Defense and the Biden administration, have they tried to justify that at all or, or are they just ignoring you know people pointing it out well they said they ran this policy through the doj the department of justice uh, and uh, they, they okayed it well sure they're going okay they work for the white house bottom line is the american people won't and need to vote on this policy they don't need the department of justice telling them what's right or wrong they need to vote on this through their senators and congressmen and that's what's going to happen or we're not going to have promotions Democrats used to be safe, legal and rare. And now they are, you know, funding the travel for abortions, you know, in support of abortions up until the moment of birth, a wildly different perspective and stance than they used to have. Why do you think they've arrived at this point? You know, why why the change? What, what do you think's behind that? Well, I don't think there's any doubt the far left is running the Democratic Party. Uh, this is not the Democratic Party we once knew. Now, I've got some good friends on the Democratic side. I can work with them in Senate. Uh, but you can look at the activists. Uh, they're, they're not Democrats. They're activists that, that really don't like our country. And I tell people this. You know, I'm a football coach and by, by, by education and growing up. Uh, but I'm an American, and I believe in this country. And I don't see it in Washington, D.C. right now as a Republican and Democrat. I see it as people that love our country and the people that do not like our country that want to change it. 
And uh, that's the fight that we have going on right now. And I would I would hope that there would be more people on the Democratic side say, listen, let's get politics out of this and protect our Constitution and protect our country, protect our military, protect the things that have made this country special and hopefully keep making it special. But right now, we have got activism in this country that is just rampant. And uh, I just sometimes I question the, the love for our country from people that um, that are, have been elected. You know, there's a lot of Republicans who um, make a lot of noise. They say a lot of things. They, you know, condemn the Department of Justice or they condemn, you know, Mayorkas or, or whatever. But when push comes to shove, they're not willing to exercise the power of the purse. So they're not willing to hold nominations like you are doing. Why do you think that is? And what would happen if more Republicans stood up doing what you're doing and actually exercising the power that you do have? Well, I don't want to put words in any other senator congressman's mouth, but to what I see in, in, in my perspective, I didn't go back up there. I didn't go to Washington, D.C. to get reelected. Now, I hope I do. But that, that, that's the farthest thing from, from what I want to do. I want to go up there and do what's right every day for the American citizen, trying to make our country stronger. And at the end of the day, if they run me out of there, they run me out. But uh, I'm, I believe in this country. It's given me a great opportunity, my family a great opportunity. And I want my kids to have that same opportunity that I had. And we're not going to have that if we keep walking the fence as politicians and trying to say, OK, if I if I say this or do this, I might lose a vote or two. Well, how about standing up for our country? Uh, that's what I believe in. And so that's what I'm trying to do. But again, it might be right, might be wrong, but I think it's right. And again, I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for the American citizen and people of Alabama. We'll leave it right there. Uh, Senator Tuberville, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you joining the show and, and taking the time today. And, and thank you for what you're doing. It's it's nice to see someone actually following through with the things they say. So I appreciate you doing that. OK, thank you. God bless. And that was Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. Appreciate what he's doing. You know, it is a rarity, sadly, for people to actually do the things that they say they're going to do. So God bless him and what he's doing and standing up for what is right. I appreciate you all for listening to the show every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Until next time. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.